Welcome back to another episode of the Only Up From Here Sports Podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 3rd, and I am your host, Austin Ravage, joined alongside by my co-host, Aiden Laux. Today's episode is brought to you by Kempton Hotels and Restaurants. If you are looking to book that hotel, do it through Kempton because with every lead they gather from us here at the Only Up From Here Podcast, they will donate $10 to the Clean the World Foundation. So do your part in being a good person today. That is right. I hope you guys uh, had a nice little week off. Uh, We are back. We're better than ever, and we're going to dive right into this Tuesday show. So strap in, turn it up, because we're getting started right now. Let's do our two-for-one, two-and-one. Austin, you can go first. Two things that you liked from this weekend. All right. The first thing that I liked from this weekend, it kind of carried over from last week, and it's just all this talk about the NFL's new rule system. Um... We missed a couple episodes last week, so I wanted to bring this up again because it's kind of still being talked about even now. But the NFL, they, they recently, just a couple weeks ago, they came out with these new NFL playoff format where they'd be letting in seven teams from each conference and only having one team have a bye instead of two like they do right now. So I love this because I'm all for more teams in the playoffs, and I think this would be a great move. But here's why I think this makes sense. The NFL rules, you know, compared to other leagues, you look at the NBA, more than half the teams make it in the NBA. We're talking 16 out of the 30 teams in the NBA. You go to the MLB where only 10 of the 30 teams make it, so about 33%. And But baseball is also currently discussing changing their playoff rules and hopefully trying to add more teams into the playoffs as well, which would make sense considering the MLB has the lowest percentage of teams making the playoffs in their league. And then you look at the NFL now, which right now, you know, they, they be letting, they're, they're only letting in 12 teams out of the 32 with these new rules. They'd be letting in 14 to the 32, about 44%, which I would love because I want to see more NFL teams in the playoffs because in the NFL playoffs, when it just comes down to one game, any team could actually win. That's what makes it so much more exciting by adding more teams in. Yeah, and and no one's going to complain about more playoff football, and it's something that having teams go or, you know, sent home early because of 10 wins is unacceptable, especially in a league like that. You know, you got – you got conferences or divisions, I'm sorry, like the NFC East, like the Cowboys and, and et cetera, who at one point I don't think any of them had a winning record and they were all basically guaranteed a playoff spot if they won their division. So it's it's a little crazy. And you have other divisions where people have two, maybe three 10-win teams and one of them might have to hit the road early because they didn't, you know, they didn't win their division. Yeah, and, and in addition, you would have – more wild card games now so wild card weekend would be even more exciting and if you really if you dove into the playoffs this year it was such a toss-up that adding that extra team in would have been pretty exciting maybe not in the AFC because I think the Steelers would have made it they were that team looking on the outside when playoff time came around but they would have been a team that would have been in it and so would um so would of the the Rams. So the Rams would have been playing probably, I believe it was the Packers is who the Rams would have played. So who wouldn't have wanted to see that game on Wild Card Weekend? I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, you hit the nail right on the head. So we'll move on. My or Do you have another favorite? Yeah, I got another favorite here. It's just, it's pretty short and simple. It's Reggie Bush's birthday weekend. That's my favorite story from the weekend. He was my favorite player growing up. One of the greatest Saints to ever play it. Had to, had to bring him up at some point during this podcast, and what a better time to do it than his birthday weekend. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't really care about it. He's, I don't care about a guy who never won a Heisman, so uh, uh, Reggie Bush is off that list that for me. You take that back. He didn't win, so. Oh, he won it. Anyways, my favorite is my first favorite is going to be um, spring training because there are a couple great stories. There are two great stories that I want to cover specifically. One, obviously, Trevor Bauer is a very proactive person when it comes to being weird and also you know, giving the MLB shit where it's due. And in Monday's game, he actually told the batter what he was throwing because he figured this is going to stop sign stealing. I don't have to worry about people stealing my signs if I just tell them what I do. So he throws a fastball, gets taken deep. Awesome. I think it's hilarious. Good for Trevor Bauer. My second one is going to be Anthony Rizzo, who's mic'd up. These are both jabs at the Astros, by the way. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, who's mic'd up during an at-bat. And Long story short, they're asking him how he's feeling. He's like, oh, I'm trying to do the math on what pitch is coming next. And they said, how you doing? He goes, not well. I wish I had someone banging on a trash can for me. (laughs) Obviously what the Astros did. So uh, Anthony Rizzo, funny. Trevor Bauer, even funnier. And then my second favorite story is going to be the XFL proposal that we all saw and loved at the St. Louis Battlehawks game. This guy, I mean, I saw a tweet that said, no one, no girl, no girl doesn't dream when they're a little girl to uh, maybe one day get proposed to at an XFL game, and <laughs> she's living out her dream. And I'm, I'm sure plenty of women are very jealous. Sporting events already are a horrible place to propose to somebody, but an XFL game has got to be up there as the worst sporting events to propose at. Yeah, and especially in week three, because God knows when their kids, when their kid, we don't even know if this league's gonna work out. Especially, and yeah. when their kids are fifteen, they're gonna be like, "How'd you propose, Dad?" Well, I did it at the Battlehawks, and they, you know, he takes them through a time travel, shows them pictures, He's like this is where the good old days, boys. There's nothing more romantic than getting proposed to a bun- in front of a bunch of sweaty fat guys that got cheap tickets to a game. No, nothing better. And, miss, and, and they're only there because they miss the Rams. <laughs> exactly. It's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of football fans that are over the top football fans because they're just craving more football. That's why they're there in the first place. That that's romantic. And it's it, honestly, I could take a note or two from this because it's something I'm going to keep in mind moving forward. Obviously. I'm sure Emily would be thrilled with you proposing to her at, at one of those. Maybe, maybe, maybe once they uh, expand the league and get a team down to Atlanta, and then I can be there in attendance to watch your romantic proposal at the 50-yard line. All right, well, my look forward to for this week, Austin, is becoming, uh, well, I guess meeting national. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make national news. And how is that? I'm going to get the coronavirus. <laughs> Coronavirus has infiltrated its way into Atlanta, Georgia. I, for one, if you guys don't know this, I work at a children's hospital in Atlanta, Georgia. I have three shifts next week, and I think I'm going to get it. I think it's inevitable. So our what to look forward to is we need to look forward to you getting the coronavirus. And no, no, not that. I'm, we're looking forward to me making national news. Okay, okay. And I'm also looking forward to being able to call you a coronavirus survivor. And well, I, I don't know about that, but it will. <laughs> so you're gonna it make national news, but you bit. might die. I mean, it might boost the ratings a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna have to look for another co-host while you're sick. That's not gonna be all uh, that fun. I, can, I, I mean, I'm tough. <laughs> okay, my what to look forward to. This one goes unsaid, and it's gonna be for the entire month. It's March, fucking madness, baby. Um, 
you know, Bama, we got they they're on the bubble right now. Still looking a little dim, but I'm pretty I'm still pretty pumped for selection Sunday. We got some chances there. They got to win out, but and I'm looking at Kansas. They're a team that I can't wait to see in the tournament with Azabuki. Love saying that name. Can't wait to say it more this March, but <laughs> March Madness goes unsaid. This is my what to look forward to for not only this week, but for the month. I'll get a little more creative as the weeks go on with those, but for the start of March, I had to kick it off with, with looking forward to March Madness. Yeah, and I think, what's that one song that they play at the end that Darren Ravel absolutely butchered last year? I have no idea. But I, I, I know you what you're talking about, the Darren Ravel thing, but like I have no idea what the song was. Like I can't even begin to take a guess. Either. I can't even take a stab at it. Honestly, bad on us because that's <laughs> one of the better moments of the entire sports year. But oh, I we'll move on that. and we will go to our topics. The first topic we have is Dion Waiters. And this surfaced on Twitter. We don't really know if it's an old video or not. Obviously, I don't follow Dion Waiters on Instagram and I do not keep up with his stories for sure. But there was a video of him driving his car laughing while going up to a biker and railing him and then driving away, basically saying this guy got what he deserved. No clue what's happening, but I think that Dion Waiters, for doing this, if this is in fact him, is the worst person in the United States and should be sentenced to jail. If this is in fact something that happened recently, I mean, really, the fact that it happened at all, the Lakers are probably going to take this into account. This is a guy that's looking to work out with the Lakers, I believe, if not today, within this coming week. So... The Lakers, you know, might want to look at this and realize maybe this guy isn't the best person to add on to the team. And didn't he have the um, the story down in Miami earlier this year where he took the weed weed gummies on the plane and, and had a panic attack or something? Was that Dion Waiters? Yeah. Okay, so not the best track record this year for Dion Waiters uh, as far as being um, the best person after watching him hit somebody with a bike, but... I don't know. I, I, the Lakers are going to have to have to do some thinking. They have one spot open right now on their roster after waving Troy Daniels. So Deion Waiters could be that guy, but but you, you, it begs the question: Is he the worst person right now? And I I, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that biker was in his lane. I don't know, but it doesn't look good for him right now. Well, my my thing is going back to the Troy Daniels. I don't. Why did the Lakers have to be such assholes and wave DeMarcus Cousins when they still had Troy Daniels on their team and they got Markeith Morris? I, I wish I could sit here and logically explain that to you, Aiden, because I was thinking the exact same thing. It makes no sense. And then they waited before, before waving Cousins. They waited for him to say, yeah, guys, I'm really optimistic. I'm going to be able to make the playoffs this year, I think. I'm so excited. And they were like, Jesus Christ, we cannot have DeMarcus Cousins playing for us in the playoffs. <laughs> Because it came, it became a reality that he was actually going to get to play for them, and they were like, you know what, we're cutting him before he even gets the chance to tank us. And that's yeah. what they did, and now they're going Let's with Troy tr- Daniels. And then they randomly just cut Troy Daniels, and they, like, <laughs> they don't even have a spot to fill. Yeah, so. I know. They just, they, they just know that they need to fill that spot because Troy Daniels is a guy that they need to get off that roster. Um, DeMarcus Cousins, I would have liked to see him stick around for at least, I mean, at least see what he could do in the playoffs, but they were just, they went with Markeith. Yeah. The Clippers got and, the other Morris we'll, brother, and they figured they needed to get the other one in Markeith. Well, as as the right now the story is, there's three players that the Lakers could sign, and J.R. Smith. They're all pretty good. J.R. Smith, <laughs> uh, Dion Waiters, and what was the other one? But they're all for pretty J.R. Good. Smith, that I saw, pretty I saw something to today that said um, that said 
J.R. Smith has agreed to sign the veteran minimum to sign with the Lakers for the remainder of the season, and the Lakers have not agreed with that either. Or <laughs> something like that. It's like he's agreed, but the Lakers have not. I, I, it drives me crazy that DeMarcus Cousins isn't on this roster, but they're looking at guys like that. Darren Collison was one of the guys that they were looking at this year that seemed like it makes some sense. He decided not to come out of retirement to join the Lakers. But, God, how, how, why would we want J.R. Smith... Or, or a Dion Waiters over Demarcus Cousins, who I feel like has a little bit more upside than these guys who are kind of towards the bottom of their careers. I know Dion Waiters isn't that old, but the guy hasn't really been able to stick on a team for very long. And J.R. Smith, he's been a disaster since that play he had at the end of the game in the NBA Finals in in Cleveland with LeBron that ultimately cost them a championship. So I really don't want J.R. Smith on this team, but. That's a story for another time. Because I could go on and on about this. I, I mean, I don't know. J.R. Smith, I don't think LeBron wants him on the team in the first <laughs> place. But I don't think he would be a bad mix-up for that team. Especially they, they struggle with three-point shots as far as, you know. And LeBron's known for kicking the ball out after driving. I think J.R. Smith could, could knock some threes down in L.A. I don't think it would be that bad. Obviously, you know, he's better than Troy Daniels. So it's definitely no an improvement. No doubt about that. But we'll move so, on to the comp. And Jared Dudley. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, I forgot Jared Dudley's still on our, that roster. That might be even worse. Okay, we'll move on yeah. to the combine. We're talking the best stories. We'll start out with Trey Adams from Washington. He said, they, well, the, um, what do you call him? The reporter asked him, what would you change about yourself if you could change anything? And, he's, and he thought for about 30 seconds, and his bright mind came up with, I would change my dick size. <laughs> yeah, and it's that's uh, there were a bunch of good stories from the combine, but this has got to be the best. And it's when you dive into it and you actually start to think about it, it's what would you say? Because you know every single team that's thinking about drafting you is listening to that, so you can't say like I wish I had bigger arms or I wish I hit harder, blah 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 blah. Because then it's making you look like like a loser, kind of. This is kind of just saying what every man kind of thought, and I don't think I think it might be the most perfect answer. That he could have given. In a setting like this, it's almost like the classic interview question where it's, what's your weakness? And you don't want to be the guy that says, oh, I, my weakness is being too good or, or trying too hard. Some stupid answer like that. So instead, he went with an even stupider answer, I guess, in my dick size. No. We'll see how NFL teams take that. We'll see what happens to his stock. Now well, knowing he also, that- it, I don't think he knows how well he worded this, but he worded it great. It's not like he said, I wish I had a big dick. It's not like he's like, <laughs> I wish I didn't have a tiny dick. He's like, I just want a bigger dick. He left it up for speculation, and, I'm, and, and NFL fans everywhere can really appreciate that. And yeah, it is, you know, there's people are trying to get to that locker room to find out what the case is there. Is it another Chris Long situation? Because God knows. Maybe they'll draft him for that reason. Yeah. He's a great, lo- he's a great locker room presence. Not a locker room cancer like Dwight Howard. I am <laughs> picking him to go in the, okay, well, there's not an eighth round, so he can't go eighth overall equals equals he can D, be Mr. but I'm going to pick him in the second round, seventh pick, 69th pick of the draft. I say look at... Or no, third, third round, fourth... I can't do math. He's going to be the curiosity pick. He'll be drafted strictly out of curiosity. 
Yeah, and that's that's all there is to it. But another thing that just brings curiosity to my brain is the Ben Barch guy who gained 70 pounds on a smoothie that if I had to... It is a smoothie that you make your friends at a sleepover in seventh grade when they lose a game of 2K and the loser has to do a dare because this smoothie is absolutely repulsive. I'm surprised you didn't make it... I, I don't know. I If you guys haven't seen it, you're stupid, but the ingredients of the smoothie were grits, scrambled eggs, red Gatorade, peanut butter and bananas all in one smoothie he ate it every single day and i guess he gained 70 pounds so is it worth it i don't know i'm just begging the question this guy's wonderlick score has to be under eight because he's going to score the worst in the history because why would you not just do the scrambled eggs put them on a plate over the over the grits and then drink a banana peanut butter and uh some milk in the smoothie opposed to Gatorade because I, I just don't get it. I, I've run this through my head a thousand times and the, the reporter that said that it wasn't that bad is an idiot. I hate her now. She, the, the, the reporter that drank it with him looked like she was going to just be one of those people that just gags after it. But the fact that she said it was, it was not bad really makes me want to try this. I I sent this to you right after I saw it and I told you, that I wanted to try this, and I stand by that. I still want to give this a try. It sounds disgusting in every ma- in every way imaginable, but looking at it with that red glow in the cup, it really didn't look that bad. The scrambled eggs, though, I'd no. probably not scramble them before. I'd probably just pour the egg in itself, you know, just crack it and put it right in the blender. No. It makes a little more sense to me, but I don't know. Maybe that makes the texture of it a little too thick Explain and grits in a smoothie. I well I I can't explain any of that in a smoothie. I wish I could. I can't even <laughs> explain red Gatorade in a smoothie. That I don't know what flavor would, of Gatorade would make it better. It, it maybe red's Nothing. the best one. Like a Gatorade protein shake. That's it. <laughs> a Gatorade protein shake would definitely make it worse. It'd be beyond thick and chalky. No, the Gatorade. No, I, well, exactly. With the grits and the eggs, yeah, probably. But it just. I don't like it. This guy, if this guy gets drafted, the NFL is under some serious problems because this psychopath needs to be quarantined. <laughs> He's the start of the coronavirus. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Thanks to him, people now have it in Georgia. Uh, yeah, and I'm soon to be having it, as I said earlier. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Brady and Edelman, they were caught at the Syracuse game on camera, and you know, Edelman, Edelman's still trying to get Brady to come back to New England, and he was mouthing to the camera, he's, he's staying, he's staying. And at the end of that video, if you look really closely, it looks like Brady shakes his head no, and then mouths the words, he's not. Yeah, and, and not only that during the game, but also a fan, maybe five rows behind them, who took a video of them, of Edelman FaceTiming um, Mike Vrabel during the game and I don't know if I if I picture it when I first saw it I didn't know it was Edelman that was FaceTiming him but I feel like it was just Edelman FaceTiming Vrabel and just talking shit and be like dude he's not coming like he's with me he's not with you aka he's coming back to the Pats blah 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 but it's still funny that this is a this much of a conversation because Tom Brady I don't I don't know what he should do I would I would think that the moral thing to do would be stay in the place that has treated you literally like a king if this was England he would have been knighted so long ago Well technically and it is England why, why not New just, England That's true <laughs> that nice but yeah <laughs> he would be knighted and and they literally love him there it's 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 like he is 
their religious statue or the person that they idolize, blah, 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 blah. Tom Brady is Boston, and for him to leave, it would just be different. It would kind of be a stain on the NFL because I don't know how I'd watch TV without Tom Brady wearing that red, white, and blue. I think about that all the time, and and, and I'm obviously one of the guys, we've talked about this, I'm a huge advocate for Brady staying there. I think that's his best place. That's the best chance he has at winning another championship before he retires, but it wouldn't be the first time we saw a guy like Brady leave a team that he's been on for so long as a future Hall of Famer, you know, Brett Favre went on to the Vikings after the Packers and he still was able to find some success and Peyton Manning after the neck surgery in Indianapolis, he left, went to the Broncos and, and won a Super Bowl in his final year in the league. So I still don't think that Brady will be able to follow those type of paths and have some success with it. If he does leave New England, again, we've talked about this. Mike Vrabel is the best place to go to the Tennessee Titans AFC championship, AFC team. championship team that had Tannehill as their quarterback. So if you put Brady back there, a guy Tannehill, by the way, he was great last season, but when it came to the playoffs, it was all Derrick Henry. Tannehill was throwing under like 150 yards every single game. He was doing nothing, but Brady's a guy that could still give you 250 consistently passing yards a game. And if they had that in the playoffs, who knows that could have put them over the hump. They had that big lead on Kansas city in the AFC championship and just blew it. Like a lot of other teams did against the chiefs. And that's why they're that's, I mean, go ahead. Exactly. So, so with the Titans, it's like they have a good receiving core. They arguably, they definitely have a better receiving core than the New England Patriots. No when healthy Delaney Walker is a better tight end than anything the Patriots have to offer. So, Honestly, I think the only downfall of him joining the Patriots would just be a new setting with a new coach, with without Belichick, obviously, without Josh McDaniels, and, and I don't know how much the offense would change. I'm sure Brady has some pull, and he could probably coach, coach his own offense, and they would be pretty successful, but that's the only downfall, I think, is just having a new setting, because everything else seems like it's better. They have a better running back, better O-line, et cetera, et cetera. And the best part about Tennessee is there's two big things that I think is huge that would pair perfectly with Brady. The first being Vrabel, he, he, he played under Belichick, so he knows what that's like. He knows what, what Brady's been through. He knows Belichick's coaching style, and he can kind of carry that on with Brady because that's the type of chemistry he's had his entire career. And then the second thing being Derek, Derek Henry. When's the last time that Brady had a consistent – running back that could put up well over 100 yards a game and do that on a consistent basis I mean yes he's had some okay running backs in the past this season Sonny Michelle wasn't as I mean, great the last one was LeGarrette Blount, exactly it was kind of a fluke it, it was and 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 if you give him but he, he was amazing that season. if you give him Derrick Henry and you have a guy like Derrick Henry who just a couple games in this in the year goes for 200 plus yards and Brady doesn't even have to pass that could that could extend his career less dropbacks for Brady that means him getting hit less and that offensive line by the way is pretty damn good over there in Tennessee they've got the defense set up because that's the only problem with him leaving New England he's leaving the number two defense in the NFL obviously his offense wasn't great his offensive line has a lot of work to do in New England but Tennessee the more you talk about it the more it seems to make sense it it really does make sense, and 
I, I don't know. I just think it comes down to whether or not he's looking for a new situation. And if he is, Tennessee is going to be the place. No ifs, ands, or buts. This, this, uh, it just seems like a perfect fit almost besides the Patriots. And I don't know. I, I, I would be disappointed. That Belichick-Brady duo seems like they should end together. And I would love it if they won the Super Bowl this year and both just called it quits and, and went to their hot wives because you'd be surprised at Belichick's wife. <laughs> All right. We'll move on from that. This one, you put you put this topic down. I haven't seen anything about it yet, but James Harden, he has an accent. You have not seen this You haven't yet. heard have about James Harden's little poopy pants accident? <laughs> oh. I read, he pooped I, his see, pants. See, I read it as accent. Like, hello. Oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, well, James Harden okay, pooped his pants, I and I have this. taken a little bit more deeper dive into this. I am woke on the fact that it actually happened in the same arena as the Paul uh, Paul Pierce fiasco where he got wheelchaired out and then later on claimed that he really had to poop and he basically pooped his pants and couldn't walk off because he was wearing white shorts. Well, James Harden had the same accident. I don't know if there's something in the water fountain, if this, if this Boston medical team accidentally gave Paul Pierce it, the water bottle, and then James Harden got a hold of the same one. But people are pooping their pants in Boston, and I don't. I, I need to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> You do need to get to the bottom of it. Really good pun there, too, by the way. The bottom of it. Anyways. <laughs> I don't have much to say on this one because I, quite frankly, do not care about um, James Harden pooping his pants. But uh, I'll let you continue to investigate this one. And if you find out any other oh, details, dude. please come to us immediately. Austin's so mature. He can't enjoy a little poopy <laughs> pants from James Harden. What do you want me to say? You, I want you to help me out on this investigation. I can't do it alone. All right, I'll dive right into it with you. We'll we'll really get to the bottom of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're really going to bust the things open. <laughs> well said. Thank you. Give me the next topic. I'm ready to move on. You ready? Bad. Badly. <laughs> okay. Next topic is going to be a clip from the Very Cavallari show that uh, kind of went viral on this weekend um, of Jay Cutler is just kind of like his best moments of the upcoming season. One in particular that was absolutely phenomenal, top-tier Jay Cutler, just your typical Jay Cutler video. They are kayaking. Um, he says to his wife, I think we're close. She goes, I don't know, or how do you know? He pulls out his phone. He's like, I got the GPS. Well, when he's putting it back into his onesie, um, he, it falls out of the pocket, falls into the water, and he goes, yep, my phone just went in the water. She goes, I swear to God. He's like... Yeah, I swear. And she goes, why didn't you go get it? He's like, I'm not going to dive in the water for my phone. <laughs> it's like, it's just the most, like, I guess douchebag, but also hilarious thing because Jay Cutler doesn't even want his phone. He That was him doing himself a favor by putting it in the water, and he wasn't going to get any, he wasn't going to risk being wet just to get his cell phone. I hated NFL Jay Cutler, and I love Retired Jay Cutler. <laughs> Dude, how could you hate NFL Jay Cutler? He literally showed up to the Dolphins camp looking like a guy that was about to coach his sixth grade daughter's softball game. I, mean, I could go on and on, but I didn't like him in the NFL. The guy just looked like he was uh, like he was just some random guy a off bro? the street who just never tried, never put in, forth any effort in any games. And you hated that? I hated that, of course. I hated watching no, how dude. boring of a quarterback he was. All he'd do is throw inter- – I mean, yes, I love the ho- horrible quarterback that throws interceptions, but for some reason, Jay Cutler just – it's more fun to watch a bad quarterback who really cares and you can see it in their face than a Jay Cutler who 
kind of enjoys throwing the interceptions with us. <laughs> we don't get to share. I don't want the quarterback sharing in the misery with me. We don't want to share in his misery. No, I think someone that just doesn't care while racking up millions and millions of dollars, like similar to a Brock Osweiler kind of guy, they they are the best quarterbacks in the NFL. No, I hate that. Blake I hate Bortles, that. same thing. Like, <laughs> like, do you hate Blake Bortles? No, but he made an AFC career. championship game. Jay Cutler almost made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> He's been to an NFC championship. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess you are right. All right, well, whatever, whatever, then. But... Uh, nonetheless, I'm more of a fan of retired Jay Cutler than NFL Jay Cutler. Uh, I don't even know what this reality show is. I, is it just like of his family or is it of wives in general? No, very cavalier. His wife is like mega famous, like 10 times more famous than him. And they have a show about her and he's just, it's like keeping up with the Kardashians when you see Kanye every now and then. Jay Cutler just uh, pokes his head in and says some dumb <laughs> shit and then, and leaves. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't heard of it. Jay Cutler, on part of my take, literally said that he'll be going to a restaurant and more people will come up to him and say like, I love you, I'm very Cavalier. And no one ever says like, hey man, like uh, I loved you as a quarterback. Like he gets recognized more from the TV show than he did in his, you know, 15 year, 10 year career in the NFL. He's straight comedy on that show. I've only seen a few clips from it and he's always so funny and just so laid back. And he carries, he carries that same attitude he had in the NFL where he just doesn't seem to care about anything. He's always yeah. just laying back right, with well, one we'll point answers. Let's go to on and off. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give my on real quick. Go it's going to be uh, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's on. cranking hammers. I think he can attribute to this uh, attribute this to having sex. Now that he has busted that first nut, testosterone's flowing through the body. He got married, obviously. He's ripping homers in, in uh well, home run, I guess, singular, not plural, in spring training. So Tim Tebow's big time on. He's been on since the wedding. Uh, he's been getting it on, and he is on of the week. That makes a whole lot of sense. It actually brings to mind sports science. If you ever used to watch that show back in the back in the early high school, middle school days, I'm sure everybody, everybody knows what I'm talking about. You love the sports science stuff. They had one on yeah. there where they literally just had players have sex and then they brought them out and made them do drills and they performed way better after having sex than they did without it and john brinkus that john brinkus was the guy that hosted this (laughs) and he he is probably the most animated tv personality besides stephen a smith that that, uh sports that espn's ever seen because brinkus used to get into it i don't know why they haven't made another show that's kind of similar to it because it was such a hit. I feel like it'd still be a hit now. Imagine if they had Stephen A. Smith uh, on a sports science. What would he be doing? I don't know. That's up for ESPN to decide. Alright, well... <laughs> you could throw, you could throw my, Stephen uh, A. Smith on off. anything um, and it'd be good. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. My off, sadly, sadly my off this week is going to be Jake Fromm. That's tough. Because of his small hands, dude. Jake Fromm, baby hands. He's so bad. <laughs> he's got small hands. I don't know if you saw that. He was trending on Twitter because of how bad his his uh, combine performance was. He he comes out with the smallest hands that we've ever seen in our entire life, and the long ball throw literally went viral because he it was like, what a long ball by Jake Fromm. I'm like, oh, I click on it. I'm like, hell yeah, Jake, good job. Like, prove the haters wrong. He overthrows the guy by like six yards and not even close to him. So that's uh, that's how Jake's doing right now. And I'm so glad he left early because, I don't know, I guess we're better off without him. I don't know. He, he genuinely looks like he got worse. 
he was so good that year they made the national championship, and then last year it was just he was tough to watch, and I can't imagine as a Georgia fan how that was. But okay, my on my Jamie Newman again. <laughs> my on of the week is the bullying of the Houston Astros that's already started here in spring training. We talked about this. We alluded to this a little bit earlier in the show, and I'm all for it. As mu- I-, I can't wait to watch this for the rest of the year, and I'm glad we're getting a little bonus coverage now with spring training. Watching these guys get hit with pitches, it just feels right. It, it does feel right because they deserve it, and we all know that they deserve it. And everything that goes into this season is because there's a hatred around the MLB, and it is 100% reasonable. So, yeah, I think that's it's big time on. It's going to be on from this week to next week, the next week after that. I think the spring training, with the amount of times that they've been hit, they're averaging almost one time per game. I think it's just the pitchers kind of getting it out early because Manfred hasn't really instituted a punishment as of yet. And a lot of times they, they make it seem like it's um, – they make it seem like it's unintentional. You know, they'll, they'll spike a curveball into their back, but they're still doing it. They're sending the mes- message because, like I said, the the MLB hates these guys. <laughs> and, and they should. All right, well, here's my off. My, my off of the week is trusting the process. Yes, I'm talking about the 76ers. And the reason why trusting the process isn't off is because you take a look at what these guys have did with the process. They've tanked for half a decade just to be the fourth team in their conference and to have their best players spend more time on Twitter than the playoffs. And then Ben Simmons, you look at him, he's a great player, but the guy has a jump shot that, I I, I mean, I could shoot better than him with my eyes closed from three. You could shoot better than him? From three point with my eyes closed. Yeah. Straight facts. I could. I oh, stand so by that. It doesn't seem like basketball is that hard. This Simmons, is a little bit of ben foreshadowing, guys. This. Ben Allison Ravitch is <laughs> on the record. This is foreshadowing because I have an announcement for the show. <laughs> Two weeks from today, you guys will be hearing us in Toronto, live from Toronto. Our group message got very contentious this past weekend. I think there was probably a f- four hours total of just back and forth messages. Someone woke up the next morning, said there was over 1,500 messages. It was all because there was a big fight between um, Jake Jimenez, who will be joining the show, Austin Ravitch, obviously. Um, ben Brock, one of our best friends, was on the opposing side. And I'm not going to get too far into it. Just you can take that hint that I gave. And then uh, Ben Kewen as well. So they're all going to be joining the show when we're in Toronto. We're going for spring break. Not next week, but the week after that. And that is something to look forward to because we're gonna get we're gonna put the timer at fifteen minutes and I think they're gonna go at it. We'll see what happens. But this is gonna be good old fashioned friends fighting. It it got it like I said, it got contentious, it got a little ugly, but you guys will hear the rest of it. I have I have formally banned this co- this conversation, this argument from our group message until we get on the show. So uh, we're saving it up. Research is being done, and the headquarters are popping. So look forward to that, guys, because it's going to be phenomenal. Well, it's a good thing that you you introduced that topic because you referring to Ben Brock as one of our best friends. I, I just don't know that I could confidently say that he is one of my best friends right now. Um, well, they're all, they're all one of our best friends. I, I think that in oh. this case, Jake would be – yeah, he'd be one of my best friends. Uh, Brock, I, I don't know. Q, I – all right, I really that's our show. <laughs> I hope you guys have a great Tuesday. <laughs> you guys will be hearing from us tomorrow, or I'm sorry, 
Thursday. So look forward to that. I hope you enjoyed this show. Thank you for listening so much. Um, go ahead and, and make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're automatically downloading these shows because it happens every Tuesday, Thursday. You know, we have an off week every now and then, but uh, we stay pretty consistent. So make sure you're following us on social medias. You guys already know them. I don't have to say them. Just type in only up from here podcast on on. Um, Instagram or Twitter and you guys will find us there. So uh, we'll keep you updated on when shows are dropping, what we're talking about, what we're looking forward to, and um, maybe some maybe some giveaways coming up soon. So make sure you're followed. Make sure you guys are engaged. We appreciate you guys. Have a great Tuesday. Let's kick this week's ass. Austin sent us off. And we'll see you all Thursday. Now it's time to hit the damn music, baby. Carry on my son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry